Hey there, this is Matt, and you are listening to Food Under Fire, where we explore grace and resilience in the food system. It's surreal to say that, because that's probably the last time I'm going to say it. The intro for today's episode is going to be a little bit different from how past ones have gone. I'm going to be getting a little bit vulnerable with you, so if that's not something you're interested in, feel free to skip ahead. But if you want to hang out with me right now in this space, I welcome you. Take a seat or something. (laughs) It's actually really late at night. I'm usually in bed by now. I think it's 11 p.m. And I wasn't planning on doing this. It's middle of the week. I've already taken my melatonin, (laughs) so hopefully I don't pass out in the middle of this. I also just got done meditating, which is, of course, very me. And it was during that meditation session that I decided that that I should really be honest with you about the real, real reason why I'm stopping this show. I feel like in the last monologue thing I did last week... I gave a very raw, visceral reaction to everything, and I skimmed the surface a little. I said some things that were on my mind at that very moment, but after the last week, I've done a lot of reflection, and I've gotten real with myself. Why I started this show, I've gotten real about why I kept it going, and I got real with myself about what I wanted it to be, and then what I saw it becoming, and etc. So look, if you want the truth, if you want the deep version, here it is. I think this show was starting to become an excuse to love myself. Now, I know (laughs) that's heavy and it's weird and it sounds crazy, but let me explain. I've always struggled with self-esteem. I've always struggled with self-love. As a way to deal with that, I've found solace in relationships and in creative projects. Because I figure, well, in the case of a relationship, if this person loves me, then I don't have to worry about loving myself because this person is doing it for me. And with creative projects, it's been like this. If I'm making this thing and people like it, it therefore validates my existence. It validates me as a person and It gives people an opportunity to look at me and appreciate what I do. Do you see where I'm coming from there? I was kind of holding out the podcast and saying, Hey, look at this. I'm worthy, right? I'm creating this thing. Therefore, I am worthy, right? Well, no, I I shouldn't need to be making a thing in order for 
me to see value in myself. I shouldn't be making a thing in order for others to see value in me. Value should be separate from what we are creating in the external world. And I think this is something that a lot of people are dealing with or are struggling with in Western society. We start businesses, we start projects, we do whatever, and we live by them. And I want to warn folks out there that I don't think that's the right way to go. I just, I just don't think it's right to work and toil and work and toil over this thing that you are using as a vehicle for appreciation. And that's the problem here. I was doing this show and I was getting, I was just, I was thinking too much about where it could lead. I was thinking too much about connections I was making in the industry. I was always so excited to tell people that I had a podcast about the local food scene as if that made me important in that moment. I want to be in a place in my life where I don't need to be working on something cool in order to say, hey, I have value. I just want to be me. And not saying that I want to just sit and do nothing, but I really want to be conscious of all my creative projects going forward because I can assure you this is not my last one, but my mindset, it, it was starting to go in the wrong direction. And that was probably the biggest reason why I stopped. Of course, I, I stand by a few of the other reasons I talked about last week. But I felt like if I dropped this for the time being, would I still love myself? Would I still feel validated as a human being on Earth? I mean, this podcast was one of the main things that really kept me going mentally in the last year. And after nearly a week now of announcing the final episode, I have to say, I, I feel really good. I feel good in a complicated way. It's not sunshine and rainbows. It's still incredibly bittersweet to the point where it hurts. But I feel good in the sense that I know that this is a great growing opportunity for me to just say, hey, I'm done with this. I need to take a break. Even when I know a few people out there really got a lot from this show, even then I think it's important for me to step away right now and say, hey, I'm just going to exist and be me and love myself for that. I don't need any sort of cool, creative thing in order to love myself. I want to learn how to do that on my own. So look, I could blab on and on about this whole deal, but I hope you get what I'm getting at here. Thanks for listening to this ramble. 
very late at night with melatonin kicking in. I am so excited to present to you this episode. It will definitely go down as one of the most special and memorable conversations I've ever had with, frankly, anyone in my life. Enjoy. I haven't met many people who work harder than Ann Kim. She hasn't really taken a break in 11 years. During that time, she has forged a path as one of the most prominent restaurateurs in the Twin Cities food scene. She's been covered by the New York Times. She's won a James Beard Award. Let's just say that she's a household name in the national food community. But her career wasn't always about cooking and opening restaurants. Early in life, Anne wanted to be an actress. She wanted her name in lights on Broadway. And so she started an eight-year acting career. But she felt an intense lack of agency during this time, which eventually pushed her away. She then considered food as a career path, but you'll never guess what her first idea was. Open a Jimmy John's franchise. Thankfully, a lawyer that she had hired at the time talked her out of it, noticing that she was always talking on and on about her dream to open an intimate family-style restaurant. And so she dreamt. She dreamt of New York pizza, which she missed ever so dearly from her days living in New York, attending Columbia University as a student. She wanted to bring it back to the Twin Cities somehow, so she focused her efforts on learning everything she could about making the best damn pizza ever. This brings us to 2010, after she had done training with pizza pros and read every book on the topic, she and her husband emptied their savings, maxed out their credit cards, and opened Pizzeria Lola in Minneapolis. Two years later, they opened Hello Pizza, which is more of a dedication to the singular New York slice. In 2016, and opened Young Joni, a pizza restaurant with a healthy dose of Korean fusion. This was the first time she really put her heritage front and center. Anne and her family immigrated to Minnesota from South Korea in the late 1970s. She was four years old at the time. They settled in Apple Valley, sleepy suburb, little diversity, surrounded by farmland. Growing up, Anne developed a distinct idea of otherness. No one else looked like her. Her school lunches smelled funny to the other kids. She even used an American name, fearing that her Korean name, which is Eun Kyung, would lead to years of endless teasing. She developed this instinct to hide her culture as if she was shameful of it. She just wanted to fit in. And so, in a sense, Young Joni was a declaration of cultural pride. But the declaration wasn't being made by Ann Kim. It was being made by Yoon Kyun Kim. Today, Anne has successfully opened her fourth restaurant, Suki and Mimi. It's an ode to handmade tortillas, which she fell in love with on a trip to Mexico. As the story goes, 
The tortillas over there were so good that they brought tears to her eyes. But this restaurant came close to not happening at all. It coincided with the pandemic and was her most expensive project ever. But with grit and persistence, Anne got it off the ground and it's in operation today. Anne has always been driven by creativity. Whether it was on stage as an actress or in the kitchen as a chef. But as of late, she's felt drained of her creativity. She's been feeling burnt out. This was something she kept mostly a secret from her team and the public up until now. When I contacted Anne to do this final interview, I did so because it would give the show an appropriate sense of finality. Her mantra is fuck fear. And I was personally scared about my next step after this podcast. But I had not realized how closely aligned our feelings would be about our creative work at this time. And so on a Monday morning, one day in June, I went to visit Ann Kim at Suki and Mimi in the uptown neighborhood of Minneapolis. I get to the front door and wait for a bit. Suddenly, it swings open and I see a face that I haven't seen in two years. Hi. Hi. It's so good to see you. Good to see you too. Oh, no. Yeah, so surreal. We walk into the dining room and I'm stunned. I've never actually been inside of Suki and Mimi before. It's bright, inviting, and rustic. Everything is wood and eggshell white and brick and metal. Like the interior of Young Joni, it's a spectacular sight. Outside, there's construction going on, and it's pretty loud. Is this going to be... I didn't know this was going on. Is this going to be an issue, this noise? I can tell it'll be an issue on the recording, but Anne reveals a little secret about the restaurant. Another option if the noise is going to be too much is we do have a basement bar downstairs. Oh, you do? There's a bar hidden away in the basement, and it's not even done yet, but it's there and it's quiet, so we head down. We go through the kitchen, down a set of stairs, and through an unassuming door. We are suddenly transported to a beautiful and mysterious lounge with dark wooden accents. It's very much a work in progress, there are boxes and equipment everywhere, but she assures me it'll be open soon. She takes a seat, and I get my stuff set up. I can feel it in my chest that this will be one of the hardest conversations that I have on the show. So I take a deep breath. And allow myself to fall into the moment. Let's just jump right into this and and, and skip all the the small talk and the pleasantries. (laughs) 
first of all, I just want to say that I really appreciate you doing this. This is actually kind of a moment for me. Usually when I do this show, it's always about the other person. It's always about my guests and I try to keep it about them. But inevitably, this particular episode is also a lot about me because Mm -hmm. we were just talking earlier and I was saying how one of the big things that I'm starting to realize about life as everyone eventually figures out is that things aren't linear in any regard across the board. And I don't know, you know, it's just kind of this juvenile assumption of things happen one right after another in a logical order. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's far from the truth. And you're such a perfect guest to have on to talk about this because if anyone knows that it's you and you're also the perfect person to have on for this, what I believe will be the final episode is because you've been there. You've been in those spaces where you're on a career trajectory and you think that's where you are and where you're going to be and where you're going to keep going. And then 180 or things mm-hmm. change or something happens where it comes out of, out of the blue and you're not expecting it and you end up somewhere new And in that space of somewhere new, there's a lot of fear. And of course, with your mantra, fuck fear, you have to push past it. And it's this idea of not really resisting fear, but kind of playing along with it and working Mm -hmm. with it instead of fighting back. And the big thing that I'm referencing in my life and in your life, I, I can't help. And maybe you can tell me if this is an accurate assessment, but I can't help but think of your stint in acting and how that was your thing. go to Columbia and you start acting and you're on that track for a few years. And perhaps in your mind, you think that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a similar space right now Mm. where I, I, you know, I thought that my thing was going to be food media and I thought it was going to be podcasting and maybe it will be again one day in some regard or another but I'm realizing that just wasn't my path like I thought it was, if I'm being very honest with myself. So that, that I want to start there. How <laughs> Do you have any advice on how to go through this transition process with any sort of wisdom or know-how in, in the sense that I, I can progress forward and not be overcome by anxiety and fear? Because this whole idea of dropping a formerly understood career path and adopting a new one that might be unknown. It's pretty scary to me. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And I'm really honored to be what might be your final guest. But who knows? You know, you never know. Like you just started talking about, you don't know where life is going to lead you. And maybe this is just uh, sort of a, a pause in your path. And um You asked the question, do I have any wisdom or advice to give you? Um, No, (laughs) not really. Um, I can share with you my experience, but um, in terms of whether or not that will be helpful for you, I I can't say. But as you were speaking, I could see you getting really emotional. You know, it, it sounds like... Um, these questions that you have about where you are, where you were, where you're going uh, are, are deep 
and rich and I can see it in your face. I can see it in your eyes. And I don't know you very well. I mean, we've uh, I've been on your podcast once and I was really impressed by you and 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 how you conducted these interviews and did your research. And I was like, oh, you know, it's really refreshing to see someone who does the research and asks really um, uh, intentional questions, uh, because without intentional questions, you don't really get intentional answers. So I really respected that about you. Um, Yeah, so back to your question. Um, You know, if I've learned anything from the last 15 months, it's the fact that life is not linear. Life is not, life is just what life is. And we're all raised, I think, um, to believe that you're born um, and you get through life through a certain trajectory that um, you have step A, B, C, D, E, F, G until you get to the end, which is ultimately death. um, And that we're supposed to have this forward momentum And nobody tells you, well, you can take steps back or you can take steps to the right or to the left or you can take a pause. And I know that's the way I've been raised. Um, Coming here to this country uh, as an immigrant, that there really was only forward movement. Um, My parents uh, left Korea for a better life for their two daughters. And in their mind, there was a clear path. Uh, I did well in school. You go to a good college. You get a good job. You make good money. You're successful. And that was the path. Um, And what that looked like was never really clearly defined. In my head, it was very different. Um, Who I am is a person which I'm still struggling with, still trying to figure out who is Anne, what my identity is, and isn't that the biggest question in life? Like, what is this all about? Um, I don't know if anyone ever figures that out. I think being alive, you know, I think it, it really, as cliche as it may sound, is really just about that journey and growing and evolving and um, existing, accepting what is, um, controlling. Um, uh, controlling is not the best word, but um, accepting that there are only certain things that are within your control. And, and I think that's your mind and, 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 and the decisions that you make based on the circumstances that are presented in front of you. Um, And, you know, this pandemic, it was huge. And it affected all of us in very different ways. But it certainly affected every single individual, um, some maybe harder than others. But what I realized is that it was just another curveball. You know, life is full of curveballs. There's no guarantee in life. You know, there's no guarantee that um, uh, things are going to happen in a certain way. Um, Tomorrow I may wake up and I may get hit by a bus. And the great thing that I've realized is that um, if that should happen, I have no regrets. I'm really grateful for all the things that uh, have happened to me and... um, 
the decisions that I've made in my life, not all perfect, but I can go to rest knowing that I've done the best that I can um, with intention, um, with integrity, and feel good about it. So I don't know if this is answering your question. It kind no, it's, of not helping. Big... it's not helping at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's. I, I think something that you touched on earlier I think is really important is this idea that even who you are is still something you're trying to figure out. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people need to realize. There is never a point of where you fully understand who you are and you've cracked the code of your of your identity. And one story I always tell that will that forever changed my life and I always I always think about it and I always need to keep thinking about it because I think it's so important. So when I first got involved in in Buddhism and I started going to Sangha every Sunday back in my latter college years, I remember going to Sangha on one Sunday and asking my teacher, Warren Lang, I, I was just having trouble with things in school. I just wasn't sure where I was headed. And I'll never forget telling him, Warren, I just, I just don't have it figured out. And it really sucks. And he said, Matthew, I'm 76 and I still don't have it figured out. Yeah. And hearing that was just an unforgettable moment of clarity for me. In that moment, I realized, oh, I have it all wrong. There's nothing to figure out. It's just a a journey of endless iterations. And through that, we kind of create the color and texture of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that I need to keep myself reminded of. And then another thing you said that I I really appreciate and something that I try to strive for as well, I also have that slightly grim thing of I could die tomorrow in some sort of horrible accident Mm -hmm. and but then i must think about okay so if that would i would i have any regrets regarding what i'm doing and who i've become and i haven't lived a very long life obviously it's only been 27 years and only x amount of those years have been fully active towards my goals and the thing is I i don't i can't say that i really have any regrets but i to also have a lot more to go and there's a lot more that I want to do. So it's to keep on this path of living truthfully as best as I can. And mm-hmm. I think that needs just that needs to be my north star going forward. It needs to be everyone's north star is just l- look deep within yourself and find that truth and live according to that at all mm-hmm. times. Yeah, and I think it's really about living with purpose and whatever your purpose is, it doesn't mean that it's not changing and evolving. And um, I've gotten into this habit recently to really revisit what that purpose is, sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes on a weekly basis, sometimes on a yearly basis. Sometimes it's more in the form of um, uh, a retreat and really asking deep soulful questions. Sometimes it's just like, what the hell am I going to do today? Um, because it's there's every day there are fires to put out, but then there's there's like the the short game and then there's the long game. And for me, I call myself a recovering perfectionist, and uh, I am my hardest critic. Uh, I push myself, and there's this there's this thing that I've grown up with and has been a part of me, which is like very married to outcomes. You know, if I do this, then this has to happen. 
Um, if I work this hard, then this is going to be the end result. Um, if I build this restaurant, then the next restaurant's going to be better and bigger and more successful. And then there's going to be this and this and this. And it's, it's, um, it's a really tiring hamster wheel to be on when you're married to outcomes. And it's, this has been sort of a recent discovery, but just to let go of that, to have purpose and meaning and to set that, but without being attached to what the end result should be, to be just happy and fulfilled with this purpose that you're living, um, because it's really freeing in that way. Um, and literally, that's something that I work really, really hard at uh, in the last few years. Um, uh, it's, it's something I've discovered, too, is that um, I'm addicted to work. Uh, I think there's this connection for me with work and my sense of value and who I am. And I'm working really hard to detach that. Because for the longest time growing up here as a child, as an immigrant, yeah. um, and uh, feeling like my whole self-worth was based on my success uh, and and being able to um, create a better life for myself than what my parents had, um, and really having, like, we, we started this conversation about a linear path and a linear trajectory. And I've been on that. I've been put on that. Um, and I don't think uh, because of bad intentions, it all came from a great place, mm -hmm. a really good, meaningful place for my parents because they love me and they, they didn't want me to suffer and they wanted me to have a better life. But according to who, right? And because that's a part of my DNA, it's been something that I've really struggled with um, because I think who Anne really is, um, is a much freer person. I've always been uh, a creative person, a creative soul, um, spontaneous, but I've been trapped in a um, very regimented linear thinking body. <laughs> And it's been complicated. So I have really struggled with who this person is. And I think you can see by my career path that I've always been in search of that, right? Um, making sure that I followed one path, but always sort of my heart looking in another direction. Um, and so I don't know <laughs> what the original uh question was here but I think for me um, I'm in a really interesting place in my life because uh, I now have four restaurants opened my fourth one in the midst of a pandemic there were many times during that um, journey where I really wanted to quit and give up um, we ended up not doing that because the alternative was a lot scarier, a lot more frightening, if you can imagine that. So we just decided to make the choice to forge ahead. And um, luckily, we were able to open and things are looking a little brighter and, and, and we're moving forward. But at the same time, it's like, who knows what's going to happen? And I'm OK with that. Two years ago, if you asked me that, um, I would have freaked out. Um, but I think what I've learned is, is that nothing in life is guaranteed. Um, so you just have to stay true to what that purpose is. Um, and, and 
if you just go back to what that is for you and ask yourself, am I living towards this purpose today? Is what is the decision I'm going to make going to serve that purpose? And if the answer is yes, then (laughs) you're doing the best that you can. You know, if the answer is no, maybe you make a different decision. And it might feel like you're taking two steps back, but that's okay. Because those two steps back might help you take two or three greater steps forward down the line. So, man, I don't know. I think um, for the past 11 years, I've been, uh, I feel like in some ways I've been on this hamster wheel, just going, 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 and not taking time to really stop, to um, pause, to breathe, to reflect, because I've been on this trajectory of keep moving forward. The next thing has to be bigger and better and more successful, uh, more awards, more recognition. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it's endless. You know, you yeah. you know, it's if if you continually think that success is more, 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 uh, it's going to be really futile. Um, and I don't think it's really it's really healthy. Um, and I didn't really get a chance to pause during the pandemic. I know a lot of people have talked about, well, it's taken me, you know, the pandemic has given me time to uh, just take time, I whether, feel the same you know, way. because it was forced or, or because you were, you know, you had to. And so people were able to reflect. For me, it was the very opposite. I right. never worked yeah. harder in my life yeah. because it was like, oh God, what now? And you have- exactly. It's not just about my life. It's, it's you know, we had to make some really serious, difficult, one, some of the most difficult decisions I've ever made 15 months ago. Um, but here I am now, things, I you know, you could have told me you can look down a crystal ball and this is where you're going to be in 15 months and I don't know if I'd believe you. Yeah. I was scared shitless. I've never been so scared in my life. But now looking back, I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful for the lessons. I'm grateful for the growth. Um, I didn't know it at the time. But now I realize that I do have the ability to stop and take some time for myself now um, because after you get out of the storm, the eye of the storm, and you're able to look around, you know, you you realize like, actually, <laughs> wasn't that bad. You know, it's only as bad as you make it. And I know it sounds, I mean, this was bad. The pandemic was yeah. bad, but you can make it a thousand times worse based on your perspective. Um, so I'm really grateful to be uh, where I am right now. Um, I understand and know that a lot of people didn't have it, um, uh, weren't as fortunate. Uh, you know, their circumstances were different. Um, but I also realize that it's important for me to also take some time to step away. And you might actually be the first person that I'm telling this publicly, but um, I'm planning on taking a sabbatical myself because I realized that within those 15 months, I had major ups and major downs um, to the point where, you know, we talked about like, oh, tomorrow I could get hit by a bus. There were times in the past 15 months where I actually fantasized about getting hit by a bus 
or fantasized about getting some kind of um, short-term terminal illness. So I would have an excuse to step away. Like, oh, I, I don't need to be held accountable, you know, for showing up for work or getting through this next challenge because, uh, because I'm physically not capable. And I realized that's an all-time low. When you're actually fantasizing about um, your physical, you know, uh, instability in order to say, I'm going to step away and push reset and do something else, something's really wrong, right? And I think for me, it was a, it, it really was um, a huge moment, you know, that I don't want to continue down this path, that it's really important for me to hit pause and not be attached to what this um, sabbatical could mean, to not be attached to outcomes. Because automatically when I thought, oh, I'm going to take some time off, I don't know if it's going to be a few months or a year, but I was automatically attached to, well, that will give me time to work on a cookbook, or that will give me time to do this and do these projects. But, you know, I have some really wonderful, supportive, smart people in my life that said, Anne, we think you just take this sabbatical and just take time. Do nothing. You know, don't make any plans. You may wake up and decide you don't want to get out of bed one day. You may decide you may want to just binge on Netflix one day. <laughs> yeah. Or go to the mall or, you know, whatever it is you want to do, that that's okay. That you haven't been able to do that in over a decade. You know, just been going go, go, go nonstop. And so um, I also realized, too, that by doing that, I'm going to learn some really important things. By letting go, um, there are some things that we might uncover that um, I haven't been able to discover because I've been so obsessed with making things perfect and making sure things go a certain way because I was married to this idea that the harder I worked, the more I was involved, the better things would be. Well, maybe if I step away, things will be better. Or maybe better is not the right word. Maybe uh, we'll discover things that we've never thought were possible. Um, you know, there's a friend of mine who also works for me keeps talking about a forest canopy that, uh, you know, trees grow and it takes hundreds of years for them to create this lush forest canopy. But sometimes it's important for that canopy, you know, to, to catch fire so that the seedlings below can grow. Because if the canopy is, is providing shade constantly, you know, the, the trees beneath on the forest floor um, don't have the ability to grow and there's no possibility for them. So if I step away and provide some light to get in, who knows what this organization could become? You know, what could happen from the forest floor? You know, the leaders and, and, and the, the teams that have worked um, so hard um, and, and you just never know what the possibilities might unfold for them. So uh, I'm looking at this as, as a great opportunity, not, for m not only for myself, but uh, for my teams and for the organization and just another step in this thing we call life, really. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the canopy reference. Everything 
really fundamental about life we can learn from nature. I, I, I was watching a, a nature documentary the other day and it's just incredible how many life lessons are just embedded in nature and how many great reminders, um, especially this idea of this idea of rebirth, mm-hmm. you know, especially you look in the Midwest, a tree doesn't look the way it does all year. It, it goes through cycles. And I think it's important. It's an important reminder that as humans, we are not, we're not separate from nature and we go through our own cycles and our own seasons. We, one could say that we have a summer and we have a fall and we have a winter and we have a spring in which rebirth occurs. Absolutely. And I, I really, really resonate with everything you just said, especially this note of it was go, go, go during the pandemic for you and there wasn't any pause. I feel the exact same way. This show that I'm doing was a product of the pandemic because the first time I spoke with you was on Jazz 88 and that was kind of my path. And then Mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit, that show essentially fell apart. And then this show came up as a way to be like, okay, well... I know a lot of these people in the industry, I'm really worried about them. I might as well start a show to give them a platform, I guess, and we can maybe crowdsource ideas on how to help them. It was just mm-hmm. kind of, I, I, it was just, I went from one thing to the next and I just didn't slow down the momentum. And in fact, it just kept going and going and going. And I think that's a lot of where my own, not to say that I'm, I'm stepping away from everything else that I'm doing, because I, I used to do more than just this, but it's, it's, also this idea of a sabbatical and maybe that's the kind of the same thing that I'm approaching it with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, I I call this the last episode, but then I also call it a hiatus. I don't even know what to call it. All I know is that I need to stop doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Go back to the drawing board, do the two steps back as you speak of and reassess where I am and maybe look deeper into my purpose and see what that is calling me to or perhaps make some space so I have the opportunity to start a new project that is more so aligned with the newer set of values that Mm -hmm. I developed over the pandemic because that's another thing I feel like a lot of us really got down and dirty with who we are and what we want out of life through through the pandemic I I discovered a lot of new things about my life because naturally what it did was that it really separated us from people and forced us to be more alone than ever especially me being where I'm at in life and I had the time to reflect and really think about where I'm going and and what I'm doing. So I I think that's incredibly honorable and beautiful that you're taking this time to step away and pursue a sabbatical. Although I can't picture you doing it. I can't picture you. I can't either. (laughs) I can't picture you waking up in bed and not moving (laughs) and staying in bed. I can't either. (laughs) And honestly, I think the more that I verbalize it, uh, the more I'm going to have to be held accountable to doing it. And and the more I tell people about it, um, I've committed to it to myself and to uh, my husband and um, uh, to uh, another really important person in my life. And they've been awesome because uh, they're holding me to it. Every time I say, I can't do this, or you know what, things are actually getting better. I can, I can manage. They say, you can manage until you can't. And I feel very grateful that I am in a situation where I could do that. The only thing holding me back is myself, mm. really. You know, and the things that I've been worrying about is like, if I... I am going to be constantly worried about the things that I'm not 
putting my mind and attention to that it's going to just become this complete disaster, then I won't be able to truly reap the benefits of what a sabbatical means is to step away, you know, and and to um, take time to to open yourself up, right? So, you know, I'm. It's going to be a process. So the more I talk about that and and come to a place where I can really fully take it on, um, is 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 going to take a little work. Um, I've I've I really again have no idea um, what that's going to look like or if I'll be successful with it. But that's okay. Again, I automatically go to: Is this going to you know make me a better person? Is it going to make my life better? Is it going to make the organization stronger? I don't know. The only thing that you know, I think just the decision to say that I need a break, I need room. Um, and I think the most the the most difficult part of this pandemic when we talked about just going, 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 you know, people dealt with it in different ways. Some people really took time to reflect and go inward. Um, for me, it was really about um, it was less about introspection because I didn't really have time. You know, for us in our situation, it was really about having to make decisions rapid fire almost on a daily basis. Um, so it almost forced me into a place where I really thrive, which is just to keep going. Don't even take time to think about it. Um, and I really realized that that was exhausting and not good for my mental, emotional or physical well-being until you ultimately burn out. And you can only exist on that level for so long before something's got to give. Right. And um so for me right now, the idea of taking time off is to be detached from any sort of outcome and just to say that um, I give myself permission to just be. Um, and one of the things, one of the main reasons why I'm doing this is I realized that I really was not loving what I was doing anymore. And I looked back and I thought every transition in my life happened at a place when I said this job or this circumstance is no longer serving me. It's not providing me with creative growth. And I think inherently what gives me purpose is creativity, um, being able to feel like um, uh, what I'm doing is is um, meaningful and purposeful to me. Um, and I lost touch with that. I felt like I was just going, going, going because I had to, to survive, to keep the restaurants afloat, to make sure that um, our people were taken care of, that we could keep as many people employed as possible uh, to, uh, you know, to, to reset, to, you know, to change you know all these restrictions that were forced upon us uh this industry um all the challenges uh that we've had to go through that i was just it yes we had to be creative in certain ways um but not in the ways that really um gave me life and in order to be creative you need space you know you can't be creative on demand you know, you can't tell, you know, um, someone, you know, paint this painting on demand or come up with this poem on demand, right? 
And why is it any different from uh, the restaurant industry? You know, I felt like I had to be creative on demand. I had to create multiple different um, concepts and and uh, uh, operations and menus in order to get through the times. But it it felt like I had to sur- to survive, but not because it was something that was creative and fe- and filled with. Uh, purpose my my purpose yes it served the purpose that I needed to do but now it's time to step away from that so so I can find that joy again because if if I'm not engaged if if I'm not feeling like what I'm doing has purpose then it's it's actually doing more damage than good for everyone that 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 works here for me um, for those that I care about in my life Um, so uh, it's just really some time to just have space. And that's it. That's that's all I'm married to. Um, and I don't know what could come of it. You know, I might hate it. You know, I might not find anything out. <laughs> you know, I might just say, whoa, I just needed some time just to, you know, not think about the next meeting or the next thing that I needed to do. I I, I don't know. All I know is that I just need breathing space. Right. And you don't need to know. And it's clear that your heart is pulling you in that direction to take the space. And I think the intellectual figuring out just needs to not be there. It, if you don't you don't know what it's going to be. And there's no point in even trying to assume or guess. It's just it's clear that your heart is taking you there as the next step. And that's why I resonate with that so much is because I'm in the same I'm in the same mind frame right now. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of I need space. I need to go back to the drawing board. I need to go back to a a a place in my mind where I can begin to cultivate creativity again and access that and see where that could lead me next. And that could lead to even greater and better things. But it's important. And again, everything you're saying is just resonating so much. You're You were talking about how it got to a point where you almost didn't even love it anymore. And it was mm-hmm. getting to a point where your actions and what you were doing were coming from a place that wasn't a hundred percent genuine and, and truthful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at with this program. I, I, I've noticed that once it starts to become a chore and it, once mm-hmm. it starts to become this like, Oh, a drag, I got to do another episode this week. And you, it's like, I got to do another meeting this week. It's mm-hmm. just, I think once you get to that point, it's time to step away and reflect. Yeah, it just doesn't serve you. And yeah, I got to the point during this pandemic where I hated cooking. I didn't even like eating anymore. Nothing wow. ta- nothing tasted good. Wow. Um, and I just thought, wow, like this is this is my passion. This is this is my path. And if I don't even enjoy eating, something's wrong. Something's missing. And uh it again like i don't exactly know um what i'm going to find or 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 what it is i'm i'm trying to do except just take a break <laughs> yeah i haven't taken a break in over 11 years um and that's kind of exciting and freeing it's scary as hell um for someone who is really um uh, uh, attached to outcomes and 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 results, um, to not be married to any results and just do things just just to go for it, uh, is really kind of liberating. Um, 
So, so yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, everything you're saying, you're making me, I feel like I have to buy you this book if you haven't read it yet. Do you, are you familiar with The Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu? No. It's a, it's, it's kind of like the, the Bible of Taoism and mm. Taoism is just this really beautiful uh, spiritual path that talks a lot about the unity of nature and humanity and how everything kind of like what I was talking about the nature documentary, how everything we can learn comes from nature. And there's just so many beautiful sentiments in this text about how the weak overcome the strong and the futility of ambition and this, this mm. idea of non-attachment and letting go. And I actually read it during the pandemic and it really changed my mind about a lot of different things. And it made me realize, it made me look closer at my actions and ask, where is this coming from? Is this mm -hmm. coming from a place of hyper ambition and is hyper ambition a product of ultimately fear it's and anxiety? Fair. Yeah. yeah. It all, yes. For me, it ultimate, you know, I keep referring to end results and outcomes and success, but all of that is just a mask, another word for fear, right? And it's funny that the whole fuck fear thing has become my mantra and that's what I've been known for <laughs> yeah. and I'm so fearless. I'm scared every single day of my life, you know? Are you kidding me? It's, but I think what, what I've, really realized is fear has actually gotten me to this place because it's it's been all the substitutions um, to uh, overcome the fear by, oh, just if I work harder or if I'm just more ambitious or if I'm more successful, then I'm going to be happy. And that's not necessarily true. It's just become more ambition and more work and, and more drive and I don't really know if that's actually served to help me in terms of like what really brings me joy and happiness. And like I said, I've been, I feel like I've been really attached to work because I feel like that's the one thing, you know, if, if I'm successful at my work, then I'm valued. Right. If I'm successful, people will love me. That kind people, of thing. Yeah. If I'm successful, um, then that means I'm a good person. And that's just not true. You know, I, I want to see if, if, if I do nothing, if no one hears from me for the next year, five, 10 years, will I be okay with that? I want to be. I don't know, you know, because that's how I'm hardwired. Um, that it's it's really this uh, everything in my life has been driven by positive like outcomes right and if I don't have that then am I is it am I even a valuable human being you know I keep saying I want a simpler life I want a simpler life but all my actions go to making yeah. things more complicated you know and and I wonder why that is or is this just who I am? And is it, do I thrive on that? Can I thrive on something else? Um, I don't know what that something else is. All I know is you have to listen to your body, right? You, your, your body is a part of nature. And if your body is saying, I'm tired, I'm in pain, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, uh, if I'm fantasizing about things that, you know, are, are, are not the most positive things, then something is telling you that you have to do something else. And I don't have the answers. I don't know what that something else is, except it's just time for me to hit pause and some space. 
you know, and to find what it is. If you don't open yourself up, you don't allow things to come in. So I've been so closed off as to, you know, one direction, like this is, this is what you do. I haven't had time to think about what the other possibilities are, you know, and I think I've been able to do that relatively well um, in the last 48 years that I've been alive because my life hasn't really been linear or at least the decisions I've made. Um, So I do know it's in there. I know I have it in me because there is something that I get to a certain breaking point and I say, this is enough. And and I'm proud of myself that I can then um, move in another direction. Um, it's just once I get onto that direction that it's hard for me to stop until I achieve something or get to a certain place. And I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to get to a place where it's like, I'm bored or this doesn't serve me anymore or um, it's time to do something else and, and, and not tie my worth to external things, but really take some time to really listen uh, to myself. Yeah. There, there's kind of a toxic element in our culture that says whenever you feel tired or whenever you feel like slow, slowing down, that's the time to keep pushing harder and to keep going and going mm-hmm. and achieve, achieve, hustle, grind. And it's quite a seductive message because it, it constantly preaches this idea of success will never be attainable unless you sacrifice X amount of your Mm -hmm. life working your ass off. But it's just, you mentioned it. When your body is giving you these signals, that's not when you work harder. Yeah, That's actually when you do slow down. Mm -hmm. And I just no longer see the benefits of pushing, pushing, pushing because what it does internally is just not worth it. And your internal world is is worth so much more than your external world. And I think that's a switch that a lot of people struggle to make. And that's why I'm drawn to stuff like meditation, all the spirituality stuff, because it, I mean, spirituality at the core of it, it's all about maintenance of the internal world and making sure that inside, whatever that may mean to some people inside, you're, you're good. You, everything you want and or need is already there Mm -hmm. you don't need anything else and sure anything else after that is just a bonus right and i think that's that's the mantra that i keep having to tell myself like i don't need to do this extra thing i don't need to do that extra thing in order to be valued more by other people Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day i should be able to value myself enough and know that whatever i do it doesn't really matter whether i make something of great value or whether i don't or whether i just hang out either way I still love myself to a degree where I'm I'm living in a state of joy yeah. and peace. And, the, you know, it's easier said than done, yeah. right? It's <laughs> yeah. hard. It's hard work. You know, even opening this restaurant, it's every day I wake up and I think, oh, my God, did we put out a decent dish? Are people going to like this restaurant? Are people going to be judging me? Is that comparing this restaurant to the other restaurant? And it's just like that game is futile. You know, it's ridiculous. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, do your best and, you know, how people feel about it. If you did your best, if you did it with intention and with integrity, like, who cares about all the other stuff? It shouldn't matter. Unfortunately, it 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 matters a lot to me. And I want to be able to um, figure out a way where that's not important anymore. Um, it's... 
<sighs> I don't know this this conversation. It you know I feel like it's going in all sorts of directions because it's it's there was something you were saying about figuring out what it is that you know drives you without being not needing the external validation or or judgment i mean this whole 15 months has been about judgment and blame and who's responsible for what and i'm canceling you and i'm you know calling out that and nobody's taken the time just to sit and connect with one another and ask really deep questions. It's just been like, you're to blame. I'm scared. I'm fearful. The only armor I have is to accuse you for this. And that's a scary place to be, right? And and I feel like everything's been kind of moving in that way. Like, this happened. React without really thinking about it um, or without asking questions or really getting to any point of understanding right it's just been like we have to continually move 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 and for me it's just I need change and change is good I think it's hard because people I think part of the hardest reasons why people don't like change or embrace change is because it's uh, unknown it takes a lot of time. It's easier to continue on with what you're doing because it's comfortable, right? Um, you know what the next day is going to bring for you. But also, that sucks because you know what the next day is going to bring for you yeah. until a pandemic happens or until a tragic thing happens in your life or a loved one is really diagnosed with terminal illness. And you think those things are going to happen? You think this pandemic is the last major crisis we're going to have in our lifetime? Oh, hell no. We'll be more. So if you're married to a certain way or a certain trajectory of thinking or believing or living or acting, well, you're, I mean, you're stupid. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's just, that's just not the way it's going to be. So uh, to think that life was controlled before the pandemic is it th th that's all false you know it, every day we have um different things that are handed to us that we have to deal with and the more open and flexible we are to accepting these changes both good and bad um i think the better off we're going to be towards getting to a place of more harmony in our world, more harmony and peace with ourselves by just accepting that life is fluid, that I'm going to be open to it and how I react and how I make decisions is going to be based on that moment versus this end result that we feel like we have to take, right? And man, I we've made some you know, major changes in how we do business I'll, I'll, and a lot of things that we've always practice um, during the pandemic have made us realize like those were always the right choices because I think in some ways we uh, came out on the other end better for it than a lot of people because that was always the way we were doing things and it was kind of against the grain of how others were doing things and I got into this industry not because I was in it but I came from a different perspective and I wanted different things so in many ways like coming at it from a different perspective can only help strengthen what you have, right? Because so many people were so married to this is the way the industry is, or this is the way you structure things, or this is the way you pay people, or these are the amount of hours you work, or this is how much commitment and blood, sweat, and tears you're supposed to do. Like, 
the the hell with that? Why? Like, why do we have to work this way? You know, why does everyone have to have this like constant feeling of martyr syndrome? Have you ever asked yourself that? And most people are like, we don't know. The only answer they can give is that's just the way it's always been. Well, that's not a good enough answer, you know? So for me, it's just like there's still a lot more challenges and um, things that I think uh, we have to overcome because the pandemic isn't over, right? I mean, we went from zero to 60 overnight, it feels like, and, and everyone's scrambling to get back to a sense of normalcy, whatever that is. But if we don't take the time right now, because everyone wants to be open, reopen, get back to what things were. If we don't take the time to do it thoughtfully, I think it's going to do more damage than good, you know, and, and, and that's, part of the reason why I'm going to take time for myself um, because I don't want to keep going in this way. Um, I think there's beauty to be found in the silence, in the pauses, which I rarely ever do. You know, it took me a long time to figure out how to meditate even for 10 minutes to sit still. And, um, but there was discovery. It's like, oh, wow, like I can do this. And oh, wow, it helped reset the way I'm going to approach this day. And it's really valuable, right? We always keep talking about, well, like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Well, why not? It's really about prioritizing the things that are important in your life. And if you choose something else, or if you say yes to this, what are you saying no to? And ask yourself, was that more important than uh, what you just, you know, what you, is what you just said yes to more important than all the things that you said no to? And if the answer is no, then I think it's time to really reevaluate some things. Yeah, I think making space for silence is one of the number one things an individual can do to just decompress and understand where they're going. Everyone, it seems like so many people are on autopilot. Everyone's working so hard, at least in certain pockets of the culture and when you take that 10 minutes, and I know how hard that can be. I, mm-hmm. I totally relate to that. When I first started practicing my own meditation routine, yeah, 10 minutes, five minutes, it felt excruciating. But once you build it up and find the value in it, it's it's so incredibly important. And it relates to this general idea that you and I keep coming back to, which is space Mm -hmm. life there needs to be empty spaces in your life and i know that can be scary especially for someone like you who is so ambitious and driven and you've done all these incredible things i think for someone like you to come out and say yeah I, i need space i think that should just be a giant reminder to us all of how important it is because a life that is just full of one thing after another with no gaps in between that's when you're on your deathbed at 90 something and you're like, oh, I never took the time to really truly figure out who I am or where I'm going. And yeah. that can be tragic. Yeah. And, you know, I, for me, it's like I want to see what those things are that truly bring me joy and happiness that aren't uh, connected to uh, these strict outcomes, these uh, strict goals that I have my for myself, whether they're self-imposed or external, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure the majority of them are self-imposed. Um, but there's this, you may know it, I, I'm, I, I don't know exactly who uh, the, the 
the Buddhist teacher is, but there's a saying in Zen philosophy that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, you know, and you just have to open yourself up to be open to learn. A lot of people are too married to being the expert, right? Oh, I've done this for so many years. I, I know how to do it right. I know how to do it better and 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 greater than you. But that's just the wrong way to approach living and growing and learning. It's I have a lot to learn still. You know, and, and I hesitated to do this podcast with you because you're like, ah, you know, people want to hear from you and you have so much wisdom and and I don't, I honestly, like, I really don't know if I have any more to say or if I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be associated with something that I might say on this podcast or something I didn't say on this podcast. It's like, I don't know that I even want that responsibility, right? Like, sometimes I just want to, like, disappear into the ether and just live a really quiet life. And I'm trying to challenge myself with that, like, can I do that? And it's okay if the answer is no, but I need to just take time to see like what it is that's going to fill me up so I can fill up my space and my world and the people that I'm connected with, with me just being more present instead of just always one step forward, just tunnel vision. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we can cap it there. There's no need for you to say anything else. I think everything you've said has been really beautiful. And I think I I really, really appreciate you coming on to this because I I know I can totally understand where the hesitation would be. But I think if, if one were to believe in things like fate, but I think this exchange was meant to happen as the quote unquote last episode of this program, because you and I are in a similar space right now. We're in a similar space where we've been working on a thing for so long and now we're taking time to walk away and we're doing that together and i wish you the best of luck in your sabbatical i look forward to see what's next but i i also look forward to hearing (laughs) i also look forward to not hearing from you for a while (laughs) i i uh i'm honored that you came on to this but maybe i don't know maybe no more media for a while yeah and you know honestly matt this i've like you know you said you know you're you know gonna step away from it but yeah who knows what that means for you right it's just a next step in your journey and this might actually i don't know okay you can discuss <laughs> okay <laughs> that's fine yeah, yeah we, we spoke enough yeah, we, enough of this can, bullshit yeah, yeah. all right have a wonderful day thank you thank so much thank you have it the final episode for now i just want to take a brief moment to thank everyone who's ever been a part of this everyone i've interviewed everyone who's helped me book the interviews everyone who's listened everyone who's left a rating on itunes everyone who signed up for the patreon and everyone who followed the journey on social media 
I look forward to taking a break from the show so that I may prepare for my next creative endeavor. Until then, I'll see you around. Take care. Thank you.